and welcome to a Friday edition of 30 Rack of Sports. Today on our special edition of 30 Rack, we're talking some Bengals Browns Sunday at 1 o'clock. But first, the reintroductions. Zach is to my right. What's up? Josh is to my left on the ones and twos. Zach and I are still enjoying this wonderful urban peach sour ale called Gather from High Grain Brewing Company. Delicious. Enjoying it. Uh, Josh, unfortunately, (laughs) has not finished his cold 45. It's been sitting out for days. (laughs) (laughs) Left it out in the sun. (laughs) I like it a a little lukewarm. (laughs) Is it still real thick? Oh, yeah. Thick, <laughs> frothy, malty. Double every, malted. Every time. <laughs> Double malted. So, I guess before we get into where I guess let's get into it. Yeah, Bengals let's Browns. Right, yeah, let's jump in. Here. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Uh, Bengals come in at 5-3 and three off a loss to the New York football Jets. Uh, Browns come in four and four, have lost three of their last four, uh, including a loss on Sunday to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Josh, let's start with the, I guess the Bengals. You were uh, you were on cloud nine last week, getting the win in Baltimore, five and two. Top seed in the AFC, and then Mike White and the Jets came by. What happened? I I, I don't know, and it's and, it, <laughs> and it's and it's rough because the team that you you know you, you went and beat Baltimore's ass last week, and now they didn't play this week, and because neither Ohio team could take care of business, What's up? the Ravens on their bye week take over the division. And you let this quarterback, who I've never heard of, just jump out there. Whoa! Without their best, without their best wide receiver, the Boca Raton Bowl MVP. <laughs> he's the first Jets quarterback since the year 2000 to throw for 400 or more yards. I know that's crazy. Who was that? Chad Pennington or Vinny Testaverde? Vinny. Whoo! Yeah, sure I mean, Vinny. it's just kind of. It was just kind of unbelievable. You, you will go from shell-shocked on the one end of the spectrum to shell-shocked on the other end of the <laughs> spectrum. You know, it just goes to show NFL, anything can happen any given week. And both I think... Both teams are, are paid to play. Yeah, both teams are paid to play. And Zach Taylor said it best. He was out-coached. Well, that's not... You never yeah, hear that. like, no, no <laughs> way. And I think that's what you're ultimately seeing here. You know, when I was thinking about this this Friday show and the Browns-Bengals matchup, I was thinking about, you know, they're both Browns a little way off, um, but they both have their bye week coming up here soon. Uh, the Bengals after this Browns matchup, the Browns have, I think, two more after this before their weird Ravens by Ravens thing get going. They have uh, they have three more games after three this. more games, including so the Ravens. They have no, they have two more games than the Ravens. So okay. they have at New England, welcome the Detroit Lions, and then go to Detroit. Baltimore. But I think it's just you look at 
their identities and you say, what's the identity of these teams? And I truly don't know for either team. I think I'm starting to get it for the Bengals, but I'm not sure if I like it. It's a <laughs> team with plenty of talent being handicapped by their coordinators. And one of them being the head coach of the team. I think so far that's been the identity of this team. I just like looking at these team stats here. Uh, Jets had thir- 32 <laughs> first 32 first downs. That's not a typo. 32 first Moving down. the ball. Mike White. Taking, what's, taking what was given to him underneath. To 18. I know, but that's an absurd amount of first downs. 32 first downs. Oh, yeah. They, I, think, I think they gave up uh, nine first downs before the Bengals got their, their own first down. I think the most egregious thing in sports that you saw this weekend was the Bengals getting the ball at the one-yard line, having to gain three feet to score. Four chances they could not against the New York Jets. That is absurd. Absurd. I think you look at... The defensive performance up until then, because that interception was that that got them the ball there. That was a deflected pass. Both of them everything. were deflected. Both of them were deflected. Um, and you know Jesse Bates get tackled at the one, couldn't score on the return, um, and you get four chances there, and you go from the one yard line. Four plays later, you're at the 15 yard line, no score against the New York Jets. It is absurd. All right, well, taking a look at the rest of the schedule, they have six of their last nine at home, um, two of their three road games, Vegas and Denver, uh, and then go to Cleveland to end the season. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's a 500 team, Cleveland's a 500 team, Denver, I believe, is under 500 now in San Francisco, but you still have, you know, Los Angeles... Baltimore, Kansas City. Thoughts going into the rest of the season. Obviously, a pretty tough stretch, but nice as far as having a whole lot of um, whole lot of home games in the season. Yeah, a whole lot of home games, and I think I think it's all in these first two games after the bye week. Uh, you know, you're going to get Cleveland here. I, I think it's even it starts with the Cleveland game this weekend because if you Heard can beat. If you can beat Cleveland this weekend, then you jump out to 3 and 0 in the division before your bye week. That's an excellent place to be. And then you come back out of the bye week, you get another AFC contender that you need to win against cuz who knows how it's going to shake out, especially with the Raiders. Who know how that division could go any which way. The Raiders uh, could go any which way. Yeah, yeah the Raiders exactly. could go any which way as we make the turn onto the second half of the season here. So you want to get the head-to-head matchup against them and then you'll have uh, the Steelers at home. So I think those three weeks, you got to beat Cleveland. You got to tune up and get healthy in the bye week and then take down another AFC contender, take down the Steelers. Like You have a chance to be Three and one, four and zero oh against the division, and also knock off another AFC contender here, and have the head to head over them. It's a crucial, crucial November month for the Bengals. Well, the question would be, how crucial is this Cleveland game? Because you look, depending on how other games go as well, Browns beat the Bengals, Steelers beat the Bears on Monday night, 
the Bengals could find themselves in just two weeks going from tied for first to tied for last in the division. Yeah, and it's it's such an interesting love it, love it. Both both the Bengals and the Browns need to find somewhere to to get a jump on things because you don't want to leave, especially the Browns. The Browns have a lot of significant swing games if they're in the hunt for it at the end of the season they have a backed schedule they got baltimore kansas city um or no sorry that's the Bengals. um but you've got uh <laughs> you've got pittsburgh in there uh the Bengals and baltimore all in the last month there a lot of swing there for the browns not so much for the Bengals. they do have the ravens and the browns there at the end but having this game against the browns and the steelers in between the bye week already up in the division it's huge to have that in the middle of the season gain that extra leg up zach from the outside taking a look at this Bengals team you have a Bengals team that does only have three losses each by three points right um has some baffling losses you know you could say the chicago loss given where they're at right now kind of a baffling loss Early in the season, especially Justin Fields, you know, didn't even come to the second half. The Jets loss, obviously questionable. Um, the Green Bay loss, you could say they had every opportunity a, to win. And a good loss. Sure, and, yeah. uh, you know, so, do have some impressive wins at Pittsburgh, at Baltimore. You know, Minnesota game was tight. Jacksonville game was tight against some pretty mediocre teams. Where are you at with the Bengals right now? Do you have any belief in them? Do you no. think it's just kind of I mean, I was I was ready and it's kind of a last minute miss last week for me. I was ready to come in and be like they're for real. I'm buying it after watching that uh Ravens game. That's what we said. Granted, I still in the back of my mind questioned uh the offensive play calling especially. Um and yeah, after the Jets game, I, I don't trust I think Josh Peter, I don't trust the coaches. Um, I think the defense has made leaps and bounds. I'm willing to give the defense a pass. You know, you got a guy in Mike White. You basically have no film on. You don't know what you're getting, really, with him. The Boca Raton Bowl MVP. Everyone keeps bringing up that, like, the Bengals are historically bad against quarterbacks making their first start. And it's just like a lot of... uh, Yeah, that was (laughs) my... That was was his second start, because his first start was a week 17 start for the Browns against uh, the Steelers. They brought up some names on the radio, (laughs) and it was like, wow. But, I mean, Uh, you know, yeah, I'm willing to give them a pass on that one. Uh you know, in the offense, I, you know, they put up some points. Don't get me wrong. I just, I still, uh, I think you've got too many weapons there against the Jets, who have been right. Mm, that I, I don't, I don't see why you didn't put up forty-two points. I mean, it happens. Um, sometimes you get crushed by the Saints one week. Sometimes you get no, crushed by right. the Jets you one do, week. You do, but I think with the, but like you point out, you know, some of those other, like the Steelers aren't good. You know, I mean, they played, they beat them, but I mean. Yeah, we'll get to Greg in a minute. But yeah, like he's talking, he's like five hundred team. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't. You know, wasn't that impressive? I don't know. I think they're. I think the offensive play calling holds them back. You gotta let you gotta let Joe Burrow sling it. You know, to some of those boys. I thought like you know Mike White's numbers. He got two pick old gunslinger. Loved it. Yeah, both of his picks. It. Both of his picks were the receivers' fault. They tipped yeah. off their hands. But I just even mean even if you got a couple of picks, like he put up four hundred five yards, he moved the ball. That's why they were able to win that yeah, football game. But half, I mean, of that, half of that was because, uh, and again, you can say no film or everything, but like the defensive schemes were just terrible. I mean, and I saw someone on Twitter say that the difference between Zach Wilson yep. and Mike White is that Mike White 
all day was eating up those check down passes yeah. that Zach Wilson would never. Yeah, Zach, well, yeah. Mr. INT himself, Zach Wilson, yeah. you know, he'd be trying to find the big play. You saw it at BYU. You saw it in oh, his yeah. pro day. That's what he does. Mike White was finding those those solid right. completions, you know, over the middle. And you still have seen the Bengals issue has been for years, you know, linebacking wise, they haven't been fast. And if you can get some, you know, we'll we'll see when, when I get to talking about the Browns. If you can get those tight ends working, you can get some of those wide receivers going, you know, over the middle, around those uh around those linebackers, you can find a place to to get some yards. And I think the Bengals gave that up and you know, we'll see what happens next week. But, you know, Michael Carter coming out of the backfield, running back out of the backfield. 95 yards on nine catches. You know, you have some of those guys. Ty Johnson also running back. Five catches, 71 yards. You know, so you but have it goes those to underneath lack of guys. Yeah. Again, yeah. it all goes back to play your Play your backs and your PPR leagues against the Bengals, folks. Yeah, I mean, apparently. But I, I, I will say, <laughs> I will say that I, I'm not going back on what I said last week. I still buy this team. You know, that the Bengals are the only team in the AFC that hasn't lost a game by more than three points. It's, it's, think, uh, you, can, to, you can look at that stat from either side, but I'm I, just I, saying I buy this was a still. game where you kind of said the offense needs to pick everybody up because I think the defense has carried them in a lot of instances yeah. and they didn't do it. And that's my point. I just, I, I think when you're talking long term, when you're talking the play, they're going to need a game where Burrow goes right. off. And, and I think that's what's holding them. But they're back so we, conservative with their play right. calling, and we can we can use this as a transition into the I mean, Browns. Joe Mixon had thirty three yards on fourteen carries. Yeah. Like, I, but you look at both of these teams in the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, and they all have. Key, I think the Browns are different, though. They all have key <laughs> things, but look. So you look at talent, right? And both teams have that. Well, uh, Browns have a bunch on the IR. Well, stuff, yeah, you know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> and then you have super, how dare you? You have superstar power, which both teams have that. Um, and then you have coaches, which the Browns have, and I think that's where the Bengals' handicap is. And then the Browns, their handicap is that talent is either underperforming or on the IR. Or underutilized. I mean, we can talk about coaching. Or underutilized. Yeah. Uh, when I asked you a couple of weeks ago if we need to start pointing fingers at coaches, you said no, not yet. So I, that's why I said it, it was a couple of weeks ago. I mean, no, I agree. Yeah, I think it's both coaching. All I'm going to say is, and I love to throw this in because we never get to talk about the Packers, but you saw what the Packers did with basically a band aid group of people. They went to Arizona. That's coaching. Yeah. Matt oh, yeah. deserved. I'm just saying that's a difference of like a coach who knows how to. Absolutely. That's a coach yeah. that can lose you an NFC championship. Oh, my that's God. Sure. You would love to just be in that situation. So shut the hell up. I would, <laughs> so, would, so would Rex Grossman. I'd be very confused if the Browns were in the NFC championship. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Conference championship. I mean, I wouldn't hate it. It'd be yeah, a chance to go exactly. to a Super Bowl, but I'd just be very confused. Hey, that I'm former Green Bay coach is doing a fine job in Dallas. Yeah, but bringing it back, bringing yeah, it back sorry. to Ohio here. I, Greg, we can transition into. Had to get my you, plug in. <laughs> do you think? I mean, teetering on the five hundred level here. Do do you think it's time to start panic button or at least pointing some fingers? 
Oh, the panic button's been smashed. <laughs> oh, I don't oh. know what we're talking about. Panic button has absolutely been smashed. Uh, the team has been underperforming for the last number of weeks. You can put it on injuries, a lot of different things. Offense, first five games. Now, they'd have the 14-point performance. They'd have the big performance against the Chargers, but 28 points per game. So that's winning football. You know, 30 points per game is going to get you some wins. Last three, 12.7. Last week against the Steelers, scored on their first drive of the half, first drive of the second half. One of their two touchdowns against the Broncos, first drive of the first half. They have the scripted plays down. And I don't know if it's an adjustment issue. I don't know if it's a who knows who's practicing every day because their injury report is about 18 players long. And that's how long it was for the last game that they played. And that doesn't even include the players that they have on IR, including their backup interior linemen, their their second round pick in Awusu Koromoa, their third down back in Kareem Hunt, their backup tackle in Chris Hubbard. That doesn't include in the 18. (laughs) The intensity right now, yeah. So you look at them, and the offense has been bad, and there have been some underperforming people. Also, a lot of people coming off injury. Beckham has been banged up the whole time. I mean, he was healthy for like a game, and then is banged up again. Landry hurt himself, got back, and then hurt himself at the end of that Broncos game. Had a decent game against the Steelers, but could tell was obviously limited. Baker looking a lot for tight ends because those are the only healthy people on the roster. <laughs> Baker also has the shoulder injuries coming back to practice, but still injured, still playing some, has been, you know, not great since he, you know, I mean, he had the injury week two. So you look at his, I mean, his games. 225 versus Pittsburgh, 234 versus Arizona. Did have 305 versus the Chargers, but a lot of those were long passes. 155 versus Minnesota, 246 versus Chicago. You're going to have to throw for some yards to win in this league, especially against the Bengals team that we mentioned is available to be carved up in some of these short passes. They have those short routes. Beckham can run slants and goes. Landry's great underneath. They have three tight ends who are all capable. They have Chubb, who's coming back, who had his worst game of the year coming off injury. They had Ernest Johnson, who's very capable in the backfield. You need a quarterback who can move the ball around. If he can't do it, then he can't be in there. If he can't be in practice to get these plays set and get this offense moving forward, he can't be in there. You have a capable backup. If you want to move the team forward, you have to put the best players on your team to win. So you're saying at least short term that like currently right now, Baker might not be the guy. No, obviously he's hurt. He's hurt. And you know what? I just, I'm, I'm shocked at the amount of people that are are sticking with Baker. I, and and I think some people get confused that it's, you're saying, Oh, Baker's Baker's not the real deal. He's, he's a bad quarterback, but you can, you can tell, I think in so many, so many points of this game last week, you could tell that there are hurt players out there playing afraid. Yeah. Baker and Odell. 
Yeah, and I think you look at some of these guys, and you know, I I don't know, you know, with the fracture and everything, how much I think four weeks off would help him, and I think Case could keep him in games, and it's one of those things where it has nothing to do with Baker, you know. If I were running the organization, I, I would want to get an extension done. I don't think he should get paid, you know, Josh Allen money, but I think no. he should get paid, you know, a decent amount. I mean, he's been a good quarterback. He makes plays when he's healthy. He's a very solid player. You saw them at the beginning of the year with a healthy offense. You know, Chiefs defense isn't great, but you saw them carving up some teams. Last year, you saw them carve up some teams. They seem to be a step ahead. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the injuries. I don't know if it's Stefanski trying to do something, but they seem a step slow. They seem like it's a... Um, Pat Shermer offense to go back where we just need to fit the quotas. We're going to throw in first down. Oh, you know what? We threw. We need to run now. It's not like yeah. uh, in the past, it's always been we've been a step ahead of the defense. It's, oh, we're preparing for this. We're going to do that. We're preparing for this. We're going to do a completely different thing. You think we're going to run to the outside? No, we're going to roll him and get an easy, you know, roll out pass to Njoku. And I think this offense has seemed slow, has seemed discombobulated. Obviously, the offensive line has been kind of a mess. Wills has been hurt since week one, finally missed a game. Conklin missed two games, came back for a game, dislocated his elbow. He's out for a few weeks again. Their backup tackle, Chris Hubbard, hurt himself in the first game coming in for Wills. He's out for the rest of the season. So they have Blake Hans, who's more of an interior player who's kind of pushed to the outside. Him or James Hudson, who's a one-year starter at tackle, who was a um, a convert in college from defensive line to offensive line. Yeah. So he was good in college, but he's. He, I don't think he's quite ready. I think that's just the biggest issue with him. You can see f- from a pro level, he's not quite there. So I, I don't want to put it on injuries because they have been less than I think they should be. And, you know, the defensive backfield has been hurt. Basically, all the cornerbacks have missed two plus games. Yeah, linebacking has been up and down, but I, I, I think they just need to execute. Why better. don't they play? Because I think, to your credit, why you, don't you're talking about a defense that is still, I think, top five, top three. They're third in yards allowed at three hundred, just under three hundred five yards allowed per game. Third in the league in sacks, twenty two sacks, uh, and then best rushing team out there right now, uh, coming into our time of recording. So if you could at least just glue the rest of that together for a couple weeks, I mean, wouldn't you? Your next, yeah, I mean your next two of your next four games, you know, Patriots, Lions. I know the Patriots are playing a little better ball of late, but I mean those are very winnable games that I think you could easily throw Case Keenum in and expect to win those two games, and then Bengals. I don't know. After what we saw last week, you don't know with the Bengals. I mean, Case Kingdom's perfect for to take advantage of these checkdowns. Right. And I, we'll I, get I, to I, our who you got, but like, I don't know what team to expect on either side of no, the ball. No, I don't even Sunday. know. But and I mean, the thing that I, the, and then you have the Ravens, which I, that you think of is if you give some of these guys weeks off, because I think the issue that you have is you have a bunch of these guys playing at 60, 70%. And I understand yeah. sometimes you have to play like that, but if you give these guys a few weeks off, I feel like Case would have been perfect against that Steelers game. Yeah. Get the ball out of his hand quickly. Good check down guy. That's where they're kind of, you know, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And was... get, you know, get some things around him. Have Cincinnati 
Cincinnati, once again, vulnerable to the check down. Then you have the Patriots, which who knows who they are. They look good and they look awful. And then you have the Lions. And maybe the Ravens game or after the bye week against the Ravens, you get some of these guys back. But at this point, when you have a hurt team, you're hurting the team more than, you know, you're helping them. And you say, why why are they starting Baker? And I think it's, you know, I think if there was a veteran head coach, and I I, I really like what Stefanski's done so, well, you know, so far, but I think if there's a veteran coach in there, if there's a, you know, if there's a Bill Belichick, if there's a Pete Carroll, if there's someone out there that, you know, even a guy like McVay who's really, you know, Shanahan, Sit the guy for a week, especially when you have right. a solid backup. He's not going to. And you have well, such so. important games, like the Steelers. I, I say what you will about their 500 record, but I think it's agreed that the Steelers are the weakest team in the division right now. And I agree with you, Greg. You could have you could have handled that game with Case in there, but now now you have to go to Cincinnati, to New England. You get the Lions and everything, but then you have you just have so much important divisional you, you games look, right now. You look at the rest of the season right now. You have for the rest of the season, you have one team currently that's under five hundred on your schedule. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the Lions. You have one team that's currently at five hundred. Brown's second second hardest remaining schedule. Yeah, everybody in the else Football is above five hundred. Now you could say, you know, they should have beat the Steelers. Steelers should be under five hundred. But you have you still have five divisional games in one of the toughest divisions right. in the league right now. Like, you know, you could say statistically, you could say division wise, I mean everybody's five hundred or better. And at some point you have to realize you're four and four. You know, in past years, you know, you think ten and six, nine and seven. Probably to get a playoff, you probably to make sure you get a playoff berth, you're gonna need to go ten and seven. Nine and eight, I think things get very dicey. Yeah, I, dicey. I don't think anybody maybe, knows how that's maybe tiebreakers and whatnot. The, I'm thinking ten and seven with seven teams in, you're gonna need to get in. So you're gonna need to go six and three the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And at some point you have to do what's best for your team to the point where would you rather have 60% Baker Mayfield for nine games or 85% Baker Mayfield for five games and, you know, 100% Case Keenum for four games? Yeah, Maybe get I some just, of those guys in and out of it's there. It's not like we talked about. The Browns have such Case a... Case Keenum <laughs> is like a dog for a fucking... I mean, in a good way for a backup. My God. You talked well, about he's, wanting he's, to go to NFC championships and lose them. He was there. He was there. He he led the Vikings to an 11-5 record. I mean, the Because you talk a, about a quarterback that if you put the pieces around him, he's great. And like the I'm pieces saying, offensively yeah. are there It's not like you the have Browns. Jordan Love uh, They should be there with a kind of injured set. It's like you have A.J. K- enough, McCarron enough or something back there. I mean, you know, just someone inexperienced. But the guy's the, been in the league. He knows yeah. what to do. He knows I how just, to handle Their schedule, like when I look at the Bengals schedule, I'm like, Okay, this is this is manageable. When I look at the Browns' schedule, man, mm-hmm. I understand why you're smashing that panic button. Oh yeah, it's brutal. That's, That's a brutal. I, yeah, I like, and I when it, just from a coaching standpoint, yeah, I just I. That's what happens when you have you an know, I don't know coach. if you want to do it this week at Cincinnati because who knows which team will show up for Cincinnati. But at a certain point, you you got to get you've got to get the guy that can put the offense in the best shape, you yeah. got to get that healthy. Oh, well, yeah. you have to get, I mean, everything healthy. You, you even look, and I mean, oh, right, we're, we're, talking, but, we're talking a lot about Baker Mayfield, and I understand, you know, the Steelers, especially with uh, T.J. Watt, are, are, you know, 
playing well. They have some good guys, you know, in their linebacking core and their line. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb coming off injury had his, you know, worst game of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of tough to stay off one game, but if you don't have him as effective as possible, that hurts everything that you do in your game plan. It, you know, having Conklin out, that affects how you run the ball to the right side. If you have, you know, you don't have Kareem Hunt to catch the ball to the backfield. If Landry and Beckham are hobbled, then you don't quite have the same threats that you're used to. And then your backup, you know, kind of deep threat and Donovan Peoples-Jones is injured. So you're kind of looking around like, well, where's the strong point in this offense that we can lean on? And right now everything's so injured that you just kind of need someone that can make the easy plays. And if you can yeah. get to 24, 28 points, then you have to hope your defense can step up. Well, guys, shall we? Do well, who you who got? Who you got? All righty. Sunday in Cincinnati, uh, the Bengals, as of Monday night, three-point favorites, so roughly what you would get for being a home team. We go straight up here, but just so everyone has the information. Browns, Bengals. We're going to save Zach for last because he's the one. He's the one. uh, But I'd go first and then you guys are the. No, 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 no. Josh, Browns, Bengals in Cincinnati. Who (laughs) Who you got? Well, obviously, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think. I think this is where Zach Taylor uh, can make a statement here. And you might not think that after well, they made this, a statement and then it got yeah, erased exactly. and then it got erased. Right. <laughs> so if you're really for real, then you, after a loss like that, you'll come out firing, scoring on that first drive, putting a beat down early. Now, do they hold on to that beat down? I don't think so. I think the Browns, I think the Browns come out slow. Like I really do think the Browns come out slow and struggle in the first half, but Either right before halftime or a third quarter, they make things interesting. But I just, they're too beat up right now to stick around. I like the Bengals by at least 10. All right. So this comes from a guy that doesn't, that literally does not listen to a word that I say. Brown scored twice, both on their first drives (laughs) of the half. Exactly. Scored on their first drive of the game. Bengals, up until last week, had 24 points in the first 25 minutes of the game every week no yeah i understand you're talking about teams that start off slow statistics stay otherwise the one thing that i think i'm going to say from this game is everyone Bengals. why would they need an offensive lineman i think this is the day miles garrett and jadavian Clowney come up miles garrett is fired up ready to go i'm gonna say at least two sacks for miles garrett i think they handle that line of scrimmage joe burrow has to throw the ball more when he throws the ball, there are some mistakes there. One of the top interception quarterbacks in the league. Yep. And I think the Browns take this one. It'll be close, but I think yeah. Browns by seven. Jackson Carmen questionable for this week on the Bengals offensive line. Miles Zach. Garrett already tweeting about how good isn't good enough. Uh-oh. Um, well, yeah, man, this is... Uh, so we're assuming Baker's starting, I guess, that... You can assume whoever you want. You could even say you could even be on the Nick Mullins train if you want to. No, we'll go ahead since we don't know. We'll assume. Um, man, I don't know. I just I would have gone 
Cincinnati, definitely, but I, I don't know, man. Now you know, after this past week, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. Which team is going to show I up? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Browns. I, I think. Uh, I don't know why. Josh, I, everything says. I know. I know what you guys are saying. I'm just saying. You're thinking after Bengals. A, I, I haven't seen them respond. That's deflating. You exactly. lost to the Jets. This is and the I think week. the Browns are going to hear the noise all week. Cleveland's a Browns town. Those people are hammering them. They're jacked up about it. The NFL says, oh, it's the Browns. Like we thought. I, I think they get a spark. And I haven't seen Cincinnati's off. Like I said, I don't. I haven't seen the offense adjust to a point where I think that they, you know, Joe Burrow or whoever else can carry him. Whoever right else. Now. Just got to cover Jamar Chase. Yeah. It's exactly. Kind of, yeah. I mean. kind of, yeah. seen him light it up, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Greg, we'll see who's drinking uh, the the forty next week as you and I go head to head with your Cleveland Browns against my Cincinnati Bengals. I believe it's Bungles. Feels great not to like have anything on the line. Yeah, there you go. I don't You're even care. Look, <laughs> I've went from being nervous about this to feeling great because Josh didn't listen to a single thing that I said, and I don't think Zach Taylor's going to make any adjustments to a single I know, thing Zach that someone Taylor, would say. That's it's, what I'm it's saying, the man. Zach Taylor, Taylor lookalike. If over you're, there, if you're, like, oh. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm sorry, Joe Burrow look like God damn. There you go. Uh I I just, you know, if you're really for real, if you're an actual NFL coach, you would never let your team come out after a loss like that, unprepared like that. I don't know what to do. Party in Manhattan. I'm gonna give you this. If the Bengals win, they're they're somewhat for real. They're they're I'm not they're not gonna win the damn thing, but I mean they're a legit playoff team. Cause that'll show me something. That they were able to overcome that. I, I, I would say, I would I say they're undefeated it. against the division first go-round. That's my point. I question it, though. So, uh, yeah, that's fair. Got to see it. We'll it's see fair. what happens when they face Pittsburgh, the second leading sack player in the NFL, T.J. Watt not playing. The man who leads the league in sacks, 10 and a half sacks, Miles Garrett, will be ready. He will be hungry. And either Riley Reef or... Whoever the hell else you have on the other side. Jonah Williams? The great barrier reef. Oh, my gosh. So, we'll see what happens there. Cleveland, Cincinnati on Sunday. The last words before we get out of here. Zach, any final words on this game? No. No. Nothing. No. Nothing? I don't know. I, yeah, because I don't know what to expect. <laughs> That's all what I'm going to say is, all right, I got final words for you. If Case Keenum plays, if Stefanski grows a pair of balls and tells Baker you guys sit the hell down, Browns win by 10. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Josh, I Josh, Josh, any final words <laughs> on this game? Uh, well, first off, I'm just excited to watch Browns Bengals. Uh, always a classic matchup. Um, but it, really, I'd like to see both of these teams show what they got. Like I was going into this game, like this is going to be such a fun matchup. You've got such great defensive teams here, such great offensive talent, and I hope it all shows up. I'd much rather watch that game of these teams at their true identity than see the struggle that we might see on Sunday. Um, you know, I and I think that falls on the coaches for both teams that they have some work to do to get both of these teams to their full potential. Tied for first in interceptions, Joe Burrow. Yep. Who would have thunk that, man? Twenty sacks against 
Let's get after him. Let's put him on the ground. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, at, least, at least he won't be I, afraid to throw the ball. I am terrified of this game. I am annoyed because this was the year that we were going to shut up the Steelers, and we already lost to them. So we better put down the Bengals again. After having to live through the 2010s, in Otherwise, Cincinnati, where Cincinnati will be through in a three and zero oh in the division. So we will find out what happens on Saturday. Could be six and two without that guy. This and season. by Saturday, I mean Sunday. We'll find out what happens on Tuesday with the college football playoff rankings. Saturday, what happens with Ohio State and Cincinnati? And what? Sunday, what happens with the Browns and Bengals? We'll be back on Tuesday to recap all of that. Josh or I will be drinking a nice 40 ounces of some delicious malt beverage. Every time. And um, Zach will be here to laugh regardless. Unless Ohio State loses, then he'll be in a bad mood. Oh, God. In Lincoln. It's such a trap game, too. I know. Scott Frost is coaching uh, for his life right now, and I'm just like... All righty, guys. Well, to wrap it up, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Once again, Tuesday and Friday to check it out. Follow us at 30 Rack of Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have any breweries in the state of Ohio, Ohio craft breweries that you want us to check out, please tweet at us at 30 Rack of Sports, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We will find a way to get some cans, a growler, something of some of these beers. Get your Christmas ales, holiday ales. Start sending us those requests. Tis the season. It's almost well, here, guys. Let us know. We're always down for some good Christmas ale. So... For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. See ya. For Josh on the ones and twos. Mean and angry. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Here we go, Brown.